Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. Here we are. This is episode 30 and in today's episode I'm going to be reviewing the previous nine podcasts. So we're going to be going through and I want you to imagine yourself like like a like a magical character from one of your favorite books or or films and you are venturing out into a beautiful field of wildflowers and maybe there's even some yummy fruits and squashes that and nuts and things like that that you can gather too <laughs> and let yourself be the the scavenger the forager the wildflower bouquet creator and as we go through these previous nine episodes and as I reflect on the insights and the themes that I covered let yourself gather any themes any insights that stand out to you I imagine you'll probably have some of your own along the way and maybe you want to have a little notebook beside you as you're listening or maybe you want to just let it all wash over you However you choose to interact with this, this field of flowers that I'm inviting you out into, let it feel good. Let yourself enjoy it. And I know for myself, I like to imagine I'm like a Miyazaki character um, and I have a big basket and I can just go and gather any of the wildflowers that feel really right for me right now and really stand out and really feed my soul. And then I can bring them back to my cozy little cottage and let those flowers shine and, and bring vibrance and color to the rest of my week, the rest of my day, and beyond. Maybe I'll even press them for some art later. <laughs> anyway, that's a very robust analogy. But I, I thought it was a wonderful way to kick this off because I know for me, I can feel almost overwhelmed by how many ideas and how many different ways one can look at life and one can look at, in particular, you know, love signals and, and the presence of love in our lives. And so this, this idea of grounding it more into a scene that feels so nourishing, like a flower field, feels like a wonderful way to soothe myself and, and let what's really important be what stands out and uh to play with the analogy if you'd rather imagine you know you're wandering around a beautiful neighborhood or even maybe it's still a field but it's in fall and there are cool pine cones and dried leaves and things like that that you want to forage for then you can imagine that <laughs> make it good for you and if you are in a constant tropical splendor then maybe you are collecting seashells and uh, maybe tropical flowers. So make it your own, as always. Let's dive in. So the last nine episodes are as follows. I'll read you the titles before we dive in deeper. Episode 21, how do you know you feel loved? Episode 22, what is the wisdom of seasons? 23, 
when self-love overflows. 24. Loving something into existence. 25. You are the hero of your story. 26. The whimsy and power of symbols. 27. Let yourself play. 28. Choosing to listen to your heart. And 29. Loving our inner landscapes. Oh, how fun. You know, that landscapes one was my most recent episode. And I was just describing all these landscapes that you all could imagine yourself in as you're gathering the gems from these last nine episodes. So that's that's fun. Sometimes I don't realize that I'm working inside of a theme I've already established. <laughs> that's really fun. One of the quotes that I wanted to share again in this episode comes from episode 24, Loving Something into Existence. And it's from Robert Fritz, who wrote The Path of Least Resistance and Your Life as Art, among many other books. And the quote goes, the reason you would create anything is because you love it enough to see it exist. I love that so much. I just, it still makes me like smile and gives me this kind of bubbly feeling in my heart when I read that. Because I, I guess I see each of us as a creation. And so there's something really touching about that, of feeling like there was love on some level, no matter how we were conceived or what our history is. Something loved us enough to see us exist, to call us into being. And of course, he's talking about the creative process, you know, composing a beautiful piece of music, writing a screenplay, building a house, whatever it might be. But I, I see that as a truth for each of us because we ourselves are creations. So that is the first gem, the first flower that I am gathering from this reflection session. And now let's just go through the episodes one by one, and I'll just briefly touch on some parts that I really liked. So the first one was episode 21, How Do You Know You Feel Loved? And the two things I really loved about this episode was introducing you all to the idea of asking, how do you know? How do you know you feel loved? How do you know you feel good? How do you know you feel bad when you feel bad? There is so much magic to this question. And Alongside it, I invited you all to ask yourselves, what does love feel like? How do I know that, I, that I'm loved? What does love feel like? And there's so many cool things about asking questions like this from the ways that it can basically unlock the deeper code, the deeper programming that we've created through our life experiences and allow us to tweak and update that code and update that programming. But then in a way, my favorite thing that asking those kinds of questions does is that it starts to ask your mind, your subconscious especially, but as well as your conscious mind, to look for examples of feeling loved. Like it starts to want to answer that question, right? So leaving this kind of open-ended question, how do I know I feel loved? What does love feel like to me? 
just living with that question starts to help us notice, ooh, wow, gosh. And maybe you're surprised, like, oh my gosh, getting into a warm bath full of sudsy water, I feel loved. I think it's that warm hug kind of feeling that feels like love. Or maybe you notice, wow, you know, just seeing a text from that one person, I really feel this wave of love. And then you can notice, wow, maybe it's because I'm thinking about them. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So it's like you start to look for kind of proof and look for reasons and look for answers to that question. And I love that. That's the power of asking questions. And so it's good to ask good questions, right? If you're always asking yourself bad questions, then you're going to get answers that kind of reinforce, yeah, this is why things don't work out for you or whatever the question is that you've asked, you know, your, your mind will probably find answers. So set yourself up for success. Ask, ask yummy questions. The other thing I loved about this episode was I just spur of the moment decided to do a guided meditation where I invited you all to reflect on love and what it feels like to be loved. And this is about 10 minutes long, but it's such a beautiful process and part of what I really like about it is that I, I created a lot of space in that for you all to reflect and just kind of feel it. But I also included some examples so that you all could kind of tune into, ooh, yeah, maybe love feels like this. Maybe love feels like that. So that was episode 21. How do you know you feel loved? 22, we explored the wisdom of the seasons. What is the wisdom of seasons? And this was right around the autumn equinox here. And I talked about the way that I see that breath and days and seasons throughout the year and even our lives follow this concept of seasons and cycles and rhythms. And I just feel like if you're feeling like you're not where you want to be or you're feeling like some kind of frustration or impatience even, this is such a great episode to listen to because it talks about how Every, you know, to everything there is a season, right? That's a famous quote. I know it's at least from a song, but I feel like it's maybe even from the Bible. I'm not sure. Uh, but to everything there is a season. And accepting and valuing where you are right now, knowing that it's part of a bigger cycle. It's part of a bigger season. And even beyond that, exploring ways to appreciate where you're at now and to lean into it and, and make the most of it because... Once again, it is a season. It's not always going to be like this. So that's a fun one. I think I also get into five elements theory a little bit in that one, which is if you like that and you want to nerd out about ancient Chinese philosophy, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. So next we have episode 23, When Self-Love Overflows. What a fun title. I like that. Um, this one was really fun because I circled back to a question, a prompt, that I encouraged you all to play with in maybe episode three of the podcast. I know it was in the early, early days. And I believe that that podcast was titled with this question, say what you most need to hear. And this is such a profound process. I wanted to circle back to it because I realized that there are a lot of feelings that can come up when we really get honest with ourselves and really explore this question, what is it that I need to hear most? 
And when we give ourselves that acknowledgement, that reassurance, that love, maybe that we've been waiting for, for a long, long time, maybe all of our lives, right? When we give ourselves that gift, when we say what we most need to hear, a lot of feelings can come up. And I wanted to help you all unpack those feelings and, and even to kind of help help you coach yourself in that process because I think sometimes we can get stuck on the heaviness or maybe even land on something that we that we think we need to hear that is actually just reinforcing a limiting belief or something that's actually kind of painful and heavy versus something that creates relief. And so I here I talk about this concept Abraham Hicks talks about of seek relief, you know, love, ease, I think there can be that tenderness that can come from it, right? Of, oh my gosh, like, it's like being deeply hungry and then finally getting like a really satisfying bite of food and like the initial bite, it's like so intense. It's like, oh, this is what I've needed, oh, you know? And then as you kind of eat more of it and you've had like a full meal, you can relax a little. <laughs> and so I kind of talk about the different nuance there and and just how to how to be kind to the feelings that come up and, and how to know when to keep asking that question and when to reach for an even more loving thing that maybe the, the deeper, deeper, deeper part of your heart needs to hear. So I, I really encourage you all to visit that one. I, I also talk about how this process of filling myself up with love became so it's like so hard to put into just a few words basically the title right when self-love overflows so it's like I filled up with self-love so much so that there were moments it wasn't constant but there were definitely moments where I could feel it like overflowing into the world around me and into my very life and that feeling of noticing what happens when all that love starts to overflow that's like the self that's like the love signal flowing through me, right? To us and through us. I could see how it started to impact the world around me. And that I mean that's where this stuff gets really exciting to me. You know, to give from a full cup, to give from an overflowing cup, to be this like abundant stream of love that can't help but ripple out into the world around you. So that's, that's fun. That's a fun one. Uh, okay. Episode 24 was called loving something into existence. Now I, I shared the quote with you all from Robert Fritz at the beginning of this episode. And this entire episode of 24, loving something into existence was really about that concept and about, I think too, I reflected on the idea of how we can open up to the support of love, the support of the divine as we create. So rather than seeing it as something that we in our, you know, like the ego self is doing, what if we see creation as a form of love flowing through us and out into whatever it's becoming, you know, a book, a podcast, a song, uh, a meal for your family, whatever it might be. I also shared, like, there were, like, a few other fun kind of, I, I feel like this one was kind of a nice little grab bag of things because I also shared a tip about how to deal with jealousy and how to kind of reframe it and use it as something that can 
provide insights and uh, actually like really empowering insights in your life. And I also talked about how to make a decision if you're feeling some decision paralysis. So that's a really fun one too. Now episode 25, oh, this one was great. You are the hero of your story. I was getting really into um, looking at the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. And if you Google this, or, you know, or however you like to search on the internet. <laughs> um, if you look this up online, the hero's wheel is what you'll find, it, especially if you search for images. So Joseph Campbell's hero's journey is this, this wheel that the character, the hero, which I believe we all are in our own lives, goes on this journey of leaving the, the realm of their known world and, you know, having all these trials and all these challenges and meeting friends and you know, facing the dragon and all these things. And then they return home with the elixir. They, they're able to basically glean some wisdom or some literal elixir and bring it back to their world. And so I've been thinking about, you know, what if each of us is the hero of our own story? And, you know, the, the hero's journey is something that we can see in so many myths and in so many even modern day stories but it's also something that a lot of psychologists like to use and map onto people's lives and their experiences because the stories that are of heroes are of, of people a lot of the time or, you know, people we can at least resonate with even if they are fictional. <laughs> so that's a really fun one where I kind of invite you all to explore, you know, what what is it like when you see yourself as the hero? And how does that help you feel even more resilient or empowered? And I also talked about how I feel like love letters are such a great tool in the hero's belt, uh, toolkit belt, because I do feel like love letters, at least in my life, have really bolstered me. And I gave this prompt, this question of like, what would it be like if you wrote a love letter to your inner hero, to your, your hero self? And I'll invite you now, what would it be like to write a letter from your inner hero? What would he or she have to say to you now, today? Or about any situation or challenge you might be facing, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's not that our inner hero is always brave, you know, our inner hero has challenges, right? We are heroes. We encompass it all. We go through the the challenges, the, the moments of doubt, the moments of resistance, all of it. So that's a really fun one. These are all fun, I guess. I've decided I'm, I'm giving all of these a very fun label, <laughs> but it's how I feel. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one was 26, the whimsy and power of symbols. This is such a fun one. I talk about, you know, butterflies and rainbows and <laughs> all things fun and magical and how I like to ask myself, and I invite you to ask yourself, what if these beautiful things, these little magical happenings are love signals? What if having that perfect timing where you, you, you know, you run that errand or you leave the office and you get to see the full moon rising, what if that's a love signal? And I love this idea of just starting to consider and look for love signals. And that goes back to what I was saying about Episode 21, how do you know you feel loved? 
asking powerful questions that, that get us to start looking for answers that add more joy to our lives. What if that's a love signal? What if that's also a love signal? I don't see any harm in seeing life as a whole bunch of love signals, especially if that encourages you to be more in touch with your heart, more in touch with what feels deep and true to you, and if that helps you be brave and live in integrity. Hmm, sounds good to me. So that's a really fun one. I also talk about um, this technique that comes from NLP of anchoring, and I specifically give a little tutoring about what it's like to anchor a good feeling into your heart. And so that's really fun. That's such a great tool to have. I, If you guys want to learn more about anchoring, that's a really great episode to listen to. And it's, it's a fun one. Whimsy and Power of Symbols, episode 26. Okay, so the next one is super duper fun. <laughs> it's called Let Yourself Play. And I talk about the way that we learn faster when we uh, are playing and the way that I think it's important to bring levity and joy to self-love I and, and even acknowledging how sometimes self-love can feel like a very serious business. Like I'm going to love myself and this is, I really got to do this thing. And I think that sincerity and, and even seriousness can be valuable, but it's, I love balance, you know? And so, oh man, if we could bring in some play too, how wonderful is that? And on top of that, if we're learning how to love ourselves and play helps us learn faster and deeper and in a more robust way, well, we might as well play with self-love. And so I talk about how some of the love letters I've written throughout that year and even when I write them to this day, they're playful, they're whimsical, they're kind of silly, they're kind of like, you know, just me having fun with words. They're me being super exuberant. And I think one of the ways I like to play is almost in the world of drama, you know, of like pretending I'm an actor and, and putting on, you know, this this character or this mood or that. And so as the episode progresses, I also talk about ways to play with situations like around boundaries or speaking up for yourself where you might start to get heavy and basically you might be wanting to learn how to get better at boundaries, how to get better at speaking up. But because it feels so heavy and because you get so in your head, it might feel really sticky and awkward and hard. And so I talk about ways to introduce play into that whole world and to make it feel fun and to, to make it a game uh, so that you can learn faster and feel that much better as you move forward, speaking up, setting boundaries, whatever it might be. And I've got some fun anecdotes that I share in there. So that is that is a for sure fun one. <laughs> On the scale of fun, that's maybe the, the most fun one of these nine. Um, okay, episode 28. Now, this one was a bit more sincere. It's like really reflective. I was, um, I just had this surgery um, for my mouth and so I wasn't able to like express that much and I was really aware of how and I reflect on this at the end of this episode I was really aware of how not being able to smile and be super expressive was kind of creating this feedback loop in my system where because I was being more serious with my physical facial gestures it seemed to inspire more serious and introspective thoughts and I really think that's a thing. I think that 
you know, our posture, our breath, our facial expressions have an impact on us. It's like, it's like there's a dialogue going on there. And so we can know how we're doing based on how we're sitting, how our posture is, what our facial expression is like, what our breathing's like. But we can also encourage ourselves to feel certain ways based on our posture, our facial expression, and our breathing. And I, I love that. It's like, it's like a, a dial that you can play with and you can also use as a dial that gives you information. So that's fun. That, that was cool to think about. Um, but in that sincerity and, and kind of earnest place that I was at, I was reflecting on some of the takeaways I had from the book, The Alchemist, which I had just finished reading. And he talks about, and I share a lot of quotes from that book, talking about the challenges and benefits of listening to our hearts. And furthermore, I talk about what it's like to be in dialogue with love and, and the ways that mm, it can take conscious choice and, and there's a certain bravery that listening to our hearts and, and choosing to know ourselves, to know our hearts well, can require. And I love the way that The Alchemist talks about that and talks about how when we are in integrity with ourselves, with our hearts, there's this feeling like we are, we are fully connected to the soul of the world, the soul of the universe even. I forget the exact phrase, but it's, it's very inspiring. It's beautiful. Another fun, so there is something fun that happens in that one. It is overall very sincere, very reflective, but there is something fun that happens right at the end. I share about a minute of me playing the ukulele and singing, well, just kind of humming um, a song. And I plan to share more music with you all in the future. I really enjoyed doing that, and I'm really excited to do that more in the future because songs really do feel like like love letters to me. They feel like love signals. So get ready. All right, one more, one more. Episode 29, which was our last episode, was all about loving our inner landscapes. And this was just a fun one. I was just reflecting on, you know, just the ways that I see the self and the the different aspects of the self, thinking about, you know, what if our inner landscapes mirror the planet's landscapes? And what if our heart is a meeting place for us to meet with God or the divine? And I also talk about how, you know, what if true love is about honesty and facing things versus kind of ignoring or minimizing things? And I really landed on this idea that love signals can help us be brave and inspired as we connect with and learn about our inner landscapes. There's something kind of... I can't think of the word, but it's like fortifying. There's something kind of fortifying about love signals. They they encourage us. They they beckon us along the path, but they also help us feel strong and help us feel good and brave and a sense of trust each step of the way. Sometimes we feel really good. We we can see clearly that we're right where we want to be. And sometimes we can feel like, ah, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> What's happening? And so or I'm scared to do the thing I know I need to do or whatever it is. And so to anchor back to love signals and feel the support of that as we traverse our inner landscapes, as we traverse our external landscapes, it's really helpful. 
So that was our nine. I feel like, wow, you know, just it's interesting to reflect on all of those. And uh, I feel the fullness. It's kind of amazing to be in this creative process that's so incremental with the podcast. You know, it's just one a week, usually 20 to 30 minutes long. And I'm just kind of amazed at how much, how much I think about all the things. <laughs> so before we close for today, I just can't help myself. I have to read you a love letter. This comes from May 6th. Today meets you with kind eyes and graceful touches. You are so bold and beautiful. I feel your strength and wisdom in the tones of your voice. I feel your inevitably beautiful life, full of love and surrender and joy, blossoming from your smallest movements. It is here. It is now. You are exactly where you need to be, and you are supported in ways you cannot see. <laughs> oh, that's fun. There's a little rhyme in there, wasn't there? That's, that's kind of rare <laughs> for me. Oh, I love that. I love this idea of life and the day meeting us with kind eyes and graceful touches, feeling our strength, feeling the inevitability of good things, of a beautiful life full of love and surrender and joy. Yeah. And being supported in, in ways we can see and ways we can't see. I feel like this love letter is really an, an homage to trust, to trusting life, trusting love, and looking for signs of love in the little things and reveling in the way that all those little things lead to something, something big, something profound. You know, our life is made up of little moments. So many wonderful things absolutely require all the little things to be possible. So I guess I will leave you with that. Please do not underestimate the value of the little things you do, the little moments, these moments of listening to this podcast, the moments where you do reflect on a question I've shared, or you do savor a smile from a loved one. Those moments seemingly small and maybe insignificant, you may forget about them, right? In the next day, but those moments and our ability to, to really cherish them, even if it's just for a moment, right? We don't have to hold on to everything to make it worthwhile, but even just letting ourselves really enjoy it in that moment I think that does build some momentum, some, there's some creative process going on there that's leading to a greater sense of, of wholeness, of, of rightness, of goodness, and peace. So, we, I think we did it. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. And if you get excited about re-listening to any of the episodes or listening to any of them for the first time, please go do that. That's so great. And if you are excited about this podcast and you want to help me spread the word, the best way to do that is word of mouth. Honestly, share about this podcast, share the link to it with your friends, your family, your coworkers. You can also help me by um, 
leaving a review on Apple iTunes and just keep, just keep listening. I have a, a newsletter that goes out once a month. If you want to be on that newsletter, you can reach out to me at lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me at that email for any ideas, any, anything you'd like to share, any books you want me to read, whatever. I'm here. With that, I will leave you with our beloved phrase. There is so much love here for you. I hope you feel it more and more every day, every breath. May you be well. Take care.